Golf Guys here. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee, emergency edition of the Golf Show. The Golf Show brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. McKee, I needed some full-time, all-wheel drive <laughs> to survive that scene on 18. There is so much to talk about from this weekend, this week in total. We had an amazing time, but I think we have to start there. Rory gets the win, and he makes it out alive. Yeah, so we'll start on, we'll start, we'll do a Quentin Tarantino movie here, Gunner. We'll work backwards start here, end, start yeah. at the end. But the scene on 18, when Rory McIlroy um, hit his birdie putt, actually. So that, that putt that Finau hit to make him make a two putt, you know, there was a little part yep. of Rory that was concerned, I'm sure, after mm-hmm. he hit that putt. But no, it was just a truly unbelievable scene on the 18th. I, I can remember... You know, lots of moments where the crowd sort of breaks through at these tournaments. Rory talked about it in his post round when he mentioned Eastlake, when Tiger won his first one in, what, five years. I think of uh, at the Open overseas, they always mm-hmm. kind of do something like this. But, Gunnar, do you remember a time when they were so close to the green? I can't for the life of me remember it. And, I mean, it's funny. You and I, we had an exceptional perch. So we're walking up the right side of the 18th fairway mm. inside the ropes, mind you. Yes. And you could... You could feel it coming. I you just I saw, saw the one damn or break. Two, one or two people were like, I'm going. And then that was it. And there was just no contain. And you and I, that move, I think I was the one who said, and we booked it up to the back of the 18th yes. green uh, before we got caught in that in that horde. Uh, it was, I'll, I'll be honest, a, a touch concerning for about uh, a minute to a minute and a half. And then everything settled down, and it was an incredible, incredible scene. So, I mean, they already have the amphitheater there, but man, it was that that was electric. That's the that until a Canadian wins this tournament again, and one day it'll happen. That's the best scene we're going to have at this tournament until that happens. I completely agree with that, and I will say that I was walking around all week, and I just can't say enough good things about how hard the volunteers worked. And the people that were manning the ropes and just mm-hmm. keeping it, keeping it PG, you know, like there were, listen, I am not one to be part of Like, I love this sort of thing. I like getting <laughs> greasy. I like being a grease ball. There were some incredibly greased up people on the Saturday afternoon. I yep. think Sunday was a little bit more subdued. It was pretty crazy, but it mm-hmm. wasn't the level of Saturday afternoon. People were having a blast, and damn right, they should be able to. It's the first time since 2019. I want people to be doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you strolled over to the 16th on Saturday, you breathe the air, you're getting a buzz. People were <laughs> fired up over there. So I loved that. But I don't want the volunteers to take any part of what happened on 18 as them, as a detraction to the job they did all week. Because it was an unstoppable force. There mm-hmm. was just too many people. They all rushed at the same time. They were in the sand traps, which apparently was a bridge too far. Not the, like, the cops were really upset about people in the sand trap. I guess, like, that's better. Or that's worse than them on the fringe. Like, I don't know. It was. Just I, did, r- I will say, I did turn to you and I said, Look, you know, rushing the green is one thing, but standing in this beautiful sand, that is classless. Have some decorum. Uh, man, it was it was incredible. I just I, I can't get over it. And, you know, uh, we're, we're going to talk about everything, but it does make me think about the moment we had the day before on 18. McElroy stuffs it to I, two feet, an inch, whatever it, it was. And that crowd was ready to let loose and he missed the birdie putt and it was just all i could think about the next day as we're there now you you mentioned this 
Thank goodness Tony Fee now hit his incredible downhill snaking birdie putt of his own. As as uh, as the PGA Tour broadcast caught us uh, celebrating, uh, <laughs> said amazing putt. Cheer, uh, no, no. As I put as I put on on uh, on my Instagram. There is no cheering in the press box, but it is okay to be genuinely shocked inside true. the ropes. That's right, that's, that's okay. True. The Finau, the Finau sinking that and giving everybody their moment of catharsis and kind of letting loose, just just easing off the pressure a little bit uh, was very nice. Then, of course, McElroy pours it in. Uh, a- anyways, it's just. It was incredible. I remember chasing him around Hamilton in, in, in 2019 when he went 61 on Sunday. He was one shot worse yesterday, 62. He shot 62 while missing two three-foot putts. Yeah. He, like, how good he was, uh, incredible. How so, good that entire group was was so, amazing. So if we can work backwards on the round, because the whole the stretch from, I want to say, I'm going to say from eight, not maybe from six until 11 or 12, all three guys played lights obscene golf like to have the view of we did of what they did out there they were just all of them were playing at the top of their game and i can't think of a better display for the pga tour to have those three guys playing in the final group all with they were one two three most of the day the yep. be- three of the best players on tour i just can't explain how good, like you watch it on TV and it looks good, but to see it in person, they made that course look like a joke in St. George's. It was playing so long, so hard, but it's just, it was a little humid. So soft weather mm-hmm. and boys went nuts. But I think it, it's interesting that we say Rory shot a 62 and he played really well, but he had a short miss on 13 mm-hmm. where he, he hit his shot behind the green. And he he kind of had to, it was a tough, it was a tough two pot. Let's just say that, but he missed, yep. he missed a short one. He bogeyed. The first bogey we saw was on the 13th. 13, again, from three guys. This isn't a twosome. It's a threesome. And it was very interesting to watch a quote-unquote, like, as guess as close as you'll get when you shoot a 62. But it didn't feel good for... No. I I guess he made the par on the 14th, which was a great up and down. He was in the rough. He had to hack one out. But the 15th, he had a short miss for for birdie. Then Mm -hmm. on the 16th, obviously, he bogeyed that one. Like, there was a moment there where it really, really wavered, and he shot a 62. So it was very cool to see the good and the bad side of Rory up close. Oh, even uh, – so it wasn't right after the bogey on 13, but the wheel started spinning there, and I think it was on 15. I, I said to you – or actually, it was on 16 as he was as as he was bogeying at the rink there. I said, the body language just doesn't look good. There is, there is nobody – I, I could argue in all a sport. I know there are a lot of guys who wear it on their sleeve, but you know exactly how he is feeling. When Rory birdies one, and now we're really a Quentin Tarantino movie because now we're back to the beginning. But when he when he birdies one, I, I was convinced he was going to go shoot 56 that day. <laughs> he was, the second he starts playing well, he is borderline sprinting to tee boxes with driver in his hand. He just wants to go, 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 go. And he looks the exact opposite once the wheels start spinning the other day, the other way. I was shocked he got it kind of back on track to, to birdie 17 and 18 to, to pick up the win. It ends up being a two-stroke win, but it was it was down to one shot on JT, a guy who finishes four back of him when they're when they're going to 17. It was just to watch the change in his body language over the course of three, four, five holes. It was incredible, and the fact that he got it back, I it was it was amazing. So. Just so now that we've kind of broken down how he played, I want to talk about Rory the guy because 
One of the things I always love to give you a hard time for is how, you know, forgiving, let's just say that, forgiving the media is to him in terms of how much they love him and how much, you know, how, you know, looked upon he is by all the media members as a great guy and they, the, the answers that he gives. But I will say being in person, watching him up close like that, and then being in the media center for his post-championship uh, winning round, he is an intoxicating guy. Like, I completely understand it. If your job is to write about the sport, and it's not our job, it's our job to talk right. about the sport, but if your job is to write about the sport, he is an absolute goldmine. You have the guy who is one of the best players in the, in, on the tour, a star, the biggest star on tour, I would say, right? I, I guess, I guess um, when Tiger's playing, I guess it's a different yeah. kind of star, but I think Rory's probably the biggest star on tour, and he gives by far the best answers on tour. So I'm not saying that I, I drank the juice, I'm on the Kool-Aid, but I completely understand why he is such an intoxicating guy for media members. I really, really see it and understand it now watching him up close. Kyle, Kyle Porter, uh, our, our guy, one day we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation no, with not. him. He, no, definitely not. He, he had a great tweet about this, and I'll, I'll just read it here. There are often questions about why my generation of media slash fans is enthralled with Rory. Today is why. Generationally great at golf. He has a sense of the historic moment, and he wants the ball on and off the course. And that, to me, just lays it out perfectly. It's a great way to put he, it. Uh, the second uh, he must have been thinking about it as he is putting out on, on 18 because the second he was done how, how many how many direct shots oh at Greg Norman did we have 15 he, he pulled out the bazooka and aimed it at the shark he was he's just with, firing so, so he's with Amanda on the 18th green and he says 21 more than uh, one more than someone else okay yeah. he's playing First a little shot. intrigue there yeah. then he says it a few more times he gets into the media center and the PGA Tour uh, media guy the just rep, says yeah. to him, hey, would you like to start with an opening comment? Yeah, I have one more win than Greg well, Norman, and I think that means a lot. So he didn't he, he's the, the media guy was like he opened by saying, you know, that's congratulations on your 21st yeah. PGA Tour. And he just looks right at him. He's like, one more than Norman. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, like we're going in here. <laughs> Rory's got the bazooka out. So I... I don't think like Jay Monahan. I, I saw. I saw. Um, he was in town. I know. I, well, I mean, he had to speak, and good. Good on him. We mentioned it on Saturday. You, about, you, you got him he out. Listened, he, he heard the. the show. He heard the show. Well, he was in Toronto. Maybe he was listening to the golf show. He's like Sam. That guy. That Sam makes some good points. But he he spoke to Nance. Obviously, he gave. He talked about it. So, I think he should have just carried him off the first off the off the eighteenth green. Like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a, a famous sports. Well, so photo. no no laying up had the had the great tweet of uh, of Don King holding Mike Tyson oh, perfect. in the air. That's, I and I always think that. the That's other one I think tweet. of is I, I can't remember the exact year, but there was one year in the Stanley Cup final where the guys it, it finished and it's like all right now they're going to war and they they did that for them. They carried him off the ice uh, that way. Yeah. So yeah. They, they, I'm, they should, I'm with you. They should have carried him off like they used to push the old Stanley Cup out on a table the last That's time right. the Leafs won it. <laughs> Monahan should have just pushed him on a table through the, the throngs of people. But it, it's just I I really got an understanding of why he's loved by the media. And, like, I love to give you a hard time for that. It's one you of my do. favorite things. And say, listen, your, say your best line. It was incredible oh, well, when you I, told the, me where I was. The... <laughs> I don't want to throw any media members under the bus because they're my new friends. I made lots of friends this weekend talking to people, but I was calling the media center the Church of Rory because it's just like it's where, every, it's where everyone goes to testify to Rory. It's the Church of Rory, the media center. But no, I had a great time in there, and it was very cool to see him go up there and just uh, one of our I, 
the, the preferred lie, who is uh, Michael Forbes is a part of it, the guy yeah. that we played with at, at, at Weston. I, mm. I forget his buddy's name that is the, the other guy on it, but he asked Rory a question that completely stumped him. I would be so proud if I was that guy because he completely stumped him. He asked him to split 10 rounds between said, St. George's and Hamilton. Rounds, if you had 10 rounds at St. George's and Hamilton, how would you do it? Now, here's the thing. I, about it. It did put Rory's brain in a vice, but that wasn't golfer Rory. That was politician Rory. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, how do I answer? He was weighing this on which side of it yeah. to go. Well, because here's the thing. As he mentioned, the guy who designed the course in Hamilton is the same guy who designed the course in Portrush. So yeah. he doesn't want to p- make anybody mad uh, out there. But uh, and of course, the perfect answer of six and four, six at St. G's and, and four at Hamilton. Which I, feels I don't, like a, I'm not going to offend anyone. I, ten and oh, I'm going ten at St. G's. <laughs> Like that's, so nice. It's, it's so plush. I can't tell you. It's just, it's a ridiculous golf course. And, you know, the the membership there, just lucky. Boy, were they ever were they ever sour when everybody went up to around the creek. There, I'm sure there's oh, a yeah. few members that are just like, oh, my God, get these yahoos off my course. But anyways, I digress. I just, I I loved that question from the preferred line. And I I love I loved the I love just the whole experience of watching Rory on and off the course because it was extremely eye opening. Let's just say that it, it was awesome. And you know, part of that group, man, I, it's it's weird. So Tony Finau actually he does finish second in the golf tournament. Did it feel like he was a factor at any point in time? Now this is one when of the he tied things, it on is, two. He did. Yeah, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. You know, we as now now official uh, media members having covered this tournament. It was actually relatively easy yesterday because the only guys that mattered were in the final group. But man, when you're walking with a group, it is uh, it's a little hard to keep control of or, or keep you know understanding of what exactly is going on there. So Finau ties it on two, but I, from that moment on, I don't know that it ever felt like he was going to be in the mix. JT went bananas. I think he made six straight birds yeah. at at one point in time, and it's just and then and then of course Rory, you know, never really relented the lead. He never actually gave it up, other than when he had the share of it with Finau again on two. It's just it was so weird for a guy who goes six under. The only guy in the group to not make a bogey all day, and it really never felt like he had a chance. It's just it it, it really highlights how lights out Rory and JT were. for sure. And if I'm gonna do my media member guy that I fell in love with this weekend, it's Fino. Yeah. I watching it. That guy is just the epitome of cool. He is the coolest guy. It has a lot to do with the Nike Rope hat he was wearing yesterday. He looks- Awesome. Out and there. my uh, my boy Maddie, who I'll give a shout out to, I was watching with on on Saturday, yelled that he's the best dressed guy in, on tour, and he gave him a little hat tip, and it's true. He's he's probably the best dressed guy on mm-hmm. tour, right? You he, know, who, a, there was another guy in that pair who I'm going with, or that threesome that I'm going with. It definitely I wasn't Rory th- with those pants yesterday. No, 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 oh, no. Like it's hell. JT. Yeah. You know, JT. <laughs> yeah. I think is the best yeah. dressed guy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. Finau looks awesome out there. So yeah, no, I just was really. He's a really cool guy. Good for the sport. Just you know, he's a really down to earth. He really, I, I saw him do an interview with the PGA Tour. Uh, I don't know who it was, but it was radio afterwards. And just giving thoughtful answer, answers. Uh, just seemed like a really cool guy. I loved his game out there. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. Big fan. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll give my guy for that, actually. It didn't happen on Sunday because I uh, didn't see him hit a shot other than some practice putts uh, on the practice screen. Uh, it's Sam Burns. You know, this is a guy who, look, it's no secret. He, he's a player. He's got three wins on tour this year. He just beat out Scheffler in a playoff a couple of years ago. This guy's going to be a factor in majors. Following that guy around, love his demeanor, absolutely love his game. He hit two of the sickest recovery shots out of the right rough on five I've ever seen in my life. And it was a real one of those moments of, oh, yeah, different different game for, for yeah, these guys. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there going, what do we think? A little punchy five iron, run it up to the front of the green. 
and he just grabs out a wedge, keeps it low under the trees, sticks it tight. It was uh, it, it was a scene uh, to behold. I, I've watched a lot of him and Scheffler uh, through through the first couple yeah. days there. So that that's the guy for me that that I maybe have more of an appreciation for than I did before. That was on the Friday when I followed that group around too as well with Scheffler, uh, Burns, and Camp Smith. And mm-hmm. the thing that stuck out to me the most about Sam Burns, which made me love him, was the pace. Played fast. I was, v- I was very surprised because, look, it's really, really fun to watch golf, and it's really great to go to one of these tournaments. But, boy, as a guy, as the one of the world leader in fast play, uh, you know, I just – I love fast play. I'm, a very, I'm an advocate for fast play, you could say. Um, these guys grind. Like, even, you know, you talk about Cam Smith, who's such a great player. His putting routine is painful. Like, it's – he does the the step over the line with the two feet. He goes up, marks the ball behind the putter, does a couple strokes, picks up the mark, does a couple. It's like, oh, my God, man. You're the best putter on tour. Just hit it. Like, you're, you're <laughs> going to nail it. I guess there's a, a, a real chicken and the egg situation here. Yeah. But it's it's really, really surprising. To, not surprising, but eye-opening when you see it happen. Because on TV, right, when you're watching the broadcast, they will come to the guy like as he's about to address sort of like you don't see the whole routine a lot of times. So when you're falling around a group, it's really eye opening the grind and how slow these guys really play. I think it was on Saturday. I was waiting at 18 for all the groups to come through yep. for the final for the final groups on 18. And I think it was Patrick Rogers and Lee Hodges. I think that was yep. sounds like a That's country it. band. They were it playing does. together. They must the Lee been, Hodges experience, y'all. They must have been 25 minutes behind the pace because groups were coming through pretty quick, and w- there was this big, long wait, and finally these balls come up. Uh, both of them put theirs in the sand, and I look back down the fairway, and Sammy Burns, our yes. boy, hands on hip, <laughs> like just got the lean going. I'm like, looks like me at Tam O'Shanter on a Saturday morning. Just got the lean, got the hips going, got the lean going, so... Yeah, that that was one thing that stuck out to me was the pace of play for some of these guys. So that's what really made me appreciate Sam Burns. Quickly for me on that, uh, that guy for me was was Justin Rose. Now, look, the wind was swirling a little bit, but there's a long – well, it's actually it, – yeah, it is one of the longer par threes. It's number three, way down the hill. It's a very exposed part of the golf course, and the wind was swirling and changing directions, and it's into you and it's out of you. I never thought Justin Rose was going to hit a golf shot. I thought we were going to be sitting there all day and it was going to go dark and we would have to suspend play. And again, you talk about, well, chicken or the egg thing. It must work. Guy ties the course record with a 60. So we were wondering about that yesterday. If it was the course record, this will shock you. Uh, the other guy who has a 60 was the guy who won the Canadian Open last time, uh, Carl Pedersen. He uh, he finished with a 60 uh, in the final wow. round. So good on him uh, then. But uh, yes, yeah, so tying the course record. But Rose was the guy for me that I was just like, I understand. I get it. Like, I feel the wind as well at a certain point in time. Just pull a club. But again, that's why they're a little particular, a little more particular and a lot more successful uh, about their golf games than, than you and I are. Uh, anything else before we kind of jump into some of the topics we had, we had set aside here? Um, no, I'm good. Let's, let's get into the topics. Okay, so uh, for, first things first, we, just, we, we have to talk about a person who is so well-known in the game of golf that we got to watch up close and personal this week. And no, it's not who I think is the best dressed guy on tour, Justin Thomas. But it's his dad, Mike. Oh, Mike yeah. Thomas. A lot was of Mike Thomas around. time. A lot of Thomas time. Now, we followed JT. I followed him a lot through the first two rounds as well. So I saw a lot of Mike Thomas poking around. 
okay, first things first, there were a few moments where I, as a media member, was inside the ropes, and I looked to see him outside the ropes, and I'm thinking, hmm, maybe... Maybe I need to be out there, too. I don't know. If he's not in here, uh, maybe I don't need to be. The second thing, second, this is just super niche and I, I don't know that anybody who is not looking at it can appreciate it, but we need to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This umbrella contraption of his. So, obviously, they were calling for rain. By the way, we didn't really talk about that. Perfect day yesterday. The yes. rain never came. Yes, it was calling for torrential downpours. Yeah, honestly, once again, weatherman. He was trying to save all the tea times for himself. We went out there and watched some golf. Uh, so he has this umbrella contraption. On the top of the umbrella, like the point of it, it's got like the foot of like a walking stick. Kane is strong. He's yes. a healthy man. I don't yes. want to say Kane, But like a walking stick foot, he's using it kind of in that capacity. It's got the umbrella. At the top, it's got a place to hold his yardage book because, hey, he wants to know what's going yeah. on. He wants to see the contours and the slopes as well. And I, I cannot confirm this part of it. I think there might be a seat. No, there was. As, there it was, was a, a seat. seat. It folded okay, out you, to like a leather seat. like, like a a, not, not like a big one, but just enough to get your booty in, basically. Uh, amazing. And I just have to say, you know, we, we talk a lot about sick golf merch that, that you would want. I don't know when I'm using that, but that is an all-time one-of-one piece of golf equipment that he has. Listen, you're not getting that. That's that's <laughs> custom. Like, whatever company made that, JT called him up and was like, listen, my dad comes to a lot of these tourneys, and he needs something for all of these things. And they, it was probably, you know, Titleist was like, we can do that for you, buddy. No problem. They make a seat, make a, a walking stick, an umbrella. Probably had a cup holder in there somewhere because <laughs> we know why he was outside the ropes. Because the guy yeah. wanted to have a couple Sleemans. And did, what, did you, notice, what did you see happen? I, I did notice him pop into some type of hospitality area that <laughs> yeah. was like in. It wasn't. It was a separate area from the crowd, the general admission. And he uh, might have enjoyed a pop rel- relatively quickly. I don't know if he gassed the entire thing, but there was definitely i I'm not going to take this out with me while I'm walking the course. So let me just... Uh, let me crank this and, here. And can I say that this is even more niche, and we'll move on from it after this, but the way he put the can in the garbage pail was oh. the most golf. I've been around a million golf tournaments in my life. He reached his hand into the recycling bin and set it down on all the other cans of Sleeman that were in there. So not make a noise because Rory was about to be at a dress of his, of his uh, birdie it pot was, on a uh... nine. So it was a sight to behold. I loved watching him. And it was funny because we saw the moment basically where Justin Thomas lost the tournament on 17, on 17 and he was right beside us when that happened Mike Thomas and he was not pleased. He was extremely upset. So uh, I, it's just like, it's just, he, he, the guy's watched golf his entire life. He, he played knew. golf his, his again, like for, for those who are not steeped in the knowledge, Mike Thomas's dad, PGA professional, Mike Thomas, PGA professional, Justin Thomas, PGA champion, twice in his career now the guy has seen some professional golf in his life and he just i don't even know that it's like angry i mean obviously he wants his son to win but yeah. it's just yep that's it that's there it. there she blows yeah so uh yeah i'm very happy we uh we got that in that that might we've done a lot of niche golf stuff on the golf show that that might be the new high we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be trying to reach for this uh for forever uh any any uh anything else on on that before nope. we uh we move on for you all right uh next thing uh, we talked about it a little bit in terms of how it was for that final group rolling through there on, on Sunday, the rink hole. Mm. I remember when it first got created, I remember thinking, uh, how's this going to come across at the, you know, as other tour are, are non-Canadian golf fans going to be going, oh, so hokey on oh, the rink. 
this has become one of the signature things. It is the signature thing for this event, and it is one of the coolest moments on tour. You know, nothing is ever going to be seven or yeah 17 16, 16 at the at the waste management open 17 at sawgrass of course nothing's ever going to be 16 at the at the waste management but we're getting there with, with the rink it is rowdy 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 it's loud at the thing about it is you have the noisemakers there the boards are running all up and down it's completely encased with grandstands it's just it is an incredible incredible environment i'm i'm so happy that they stuck with it and i'm so happy it it seems to be building bigger and bigger every year yeah i love the rink hole and i'm trying to think of what the rink hole was at hamilton i it was a it was it was a par three on the back nine so i want to say it's i want to say it was like uh 12 or something something like that i just can't think of a more perfect rink hole at any location in honestly Because it's just that natural amphitheater, which has on 16 and 18, right? Because, of course, it runs up, down, and then back up to 18. I just, I can't think of a more natural, perfect amphitheater. You got all the stands around there. And, boy, were they loud. Because we got, we walked down through with the people onto the rink, and people were so fired up. And they were waiting for Rory all day. They were crushing Sleemans, having a blast. People were in hockey jersey. It was just so quintessentially Canadian there, and I love it. Listen, we've talked a million times about on other shows and this about being, you know, hosers and being hokey. I love that stuff. That's what we are. Guess what? Mm-hmm. We can be a little bit of a coordination at times, and I absolutely love it. And everybody was wearing their jerseys. Everybody was yelling, "Let's go, Rory!" And it was just like it was very cool. I before before um, I went and caught up with the leaders when they teed off. I went out on the course a little bit, saw Mac Hughes, saw Cam Smith for a little bit. I wanted to see a bit of the Canadians. And I got to walk up and see Adam Hadwin come to the rink hole, and they were going nuts for him, chanting, let's go Adam. So it's just a really unique experience. The only thing I want to add is booing. If you miss mm. the green, like, they get to boo at... at yeah, at, yeah. In, at, well, at, hold on, hold on. This is who we are. We are polite Canadians. We yeah, wouldn't do guess. that. That's well, the problem, listen, right? I, I, listen, I guess you got to put a Leafs jersey on and have them miss the green, then they'll boo. But oh. it's just, you know, I, I love I love <laughs> the idea of them missing the green and having everybody boo. I, I would love that, but that's a lot to ask, and it's yeah. been really great so far, and I, it's just going to continue to get better. When was it's, the first one? Was it at was it at Glen Abbey? When was yeah, Glen Abbey was yeah. the first year they did it, because I remember they showed Jack Nicholas shooting on a hockey net there, and oh. I'm like, this is wild. This, this seems a wild. little weird. What is, uh, what's going on? And Hey, again, so, so happy uh, to to be wrong. You mentioned the Leafs jersey there. Connors threw on his Leafs jersey on Saturday, and he got asked why he waited so deep into the week, and he said, yeah, I didn't hit the green yet, so I didn't really want to chip with uh, with the jersey on or <laughs> hit a fair. bunker shot uh, with the, with the jersey on. He had a I don't know probably about a look at t- for twenty feet with a, wearing that like next gen uh, Bieber Bieber jersey for Marner. Yeah, it was the uh, it was that like black wow. one uh, Marner, and he just missed the putt, and that that would have been an awesome scene. One one other quick moment from the rink. So this is on Saturday. I'm following Rory. And he goes long over the back of 15 and the green on 15 to the tee box on 16 or right there. And he goes long over there and it is just absolute pandemonium because now they have to clear out the gallery so that he can get to where his ball is and everyone's just going nuts. The rink hole people there, some of them I imagine know what's going on, but some of them just know Rory's coming. They're chanting, we want Rory as he's trying to hit like a flop shot onto a very testy green uh, on 15. That was just an incredible, 
incredible moment that, that I got to see. And again, I, I really hope it continues. And like you said, that's the best iteration we, we've seen of it yet. It just sets up so perfectly. I, I wish I could remember better our, our boy, John Cavan, who, of course, is the GM at St. George's. He toured us around Oakdale where it's going to be next year. And I'm, uh, I'm really, really curious to see what it's, what it's going to look like there. And, uh, yeah, they've got – I'm sure it's going to be great. But, man, they have some big shoes to fill with how, how great it was at St. George's. 100%. All right, uh, what, else, what else do I want to touch on here? Uh, okay, we got the Mike Thomas. We got the rink hole. Is there any shots in person that you, you want to highlight? I think you saw a great Hadwin moment. For me, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I got to see Cam Smith hole out for an eagle two. That was an awesome moment. Just dunked a wedge. Everyone's going nuts. And it was on, It was on. I can't remember if it was on Thursday or Friday, but it was one of the first two days. So he's part of the main feature group. He had a huge gallery around him. Burns and Scheffler were there. And you know how popular Smith is as well. So seeing him hole out in person for for an eagle too that was uh that was really cool and i mean i could pick a million moments uh yesterday but for something earlier in the week that that's what i'll go with um sorry excuse me there i'll, oh, just, good. I'll just cut this out pick this up but uh that's a great moment i think for me my favorite moment obviously we saw so much yesterday like you said but i Went on on Friday. I had a, some other commitments on Friday, so I went for a little bit of a. I, it was pretty short. I was there for a couple hours, but I posted up at the ninth green to get there in time to see the Connors, JT, and uh, Rory group come through, but as well as the Mac Hughes, Hadwin, and Weir group. And it was just so exciting to see those guys walk up there together, all of them wearing red. The ninth hole was my probably favorite spot to hang out. I did that a couple days just sitting by the green there. It's a great view because it's a really reachable par five. So you see really long shots come in, lots of eagle opportunities. And yeah, saw Hadwin make a 29-footer for eagle off the front of the green. And let me tell you, I I think I mentioned this on Saturday morning, but... There's no cheering in the press box. I had my media pass on, and boy, I was hooting and hollering. I was high-fiving everyone. People were fired up. Good Canadian boy. Everybody was standing up. It was a really, really great moment. So, And I was there with my parents, which made it really special. It was just, it was a really, really, really fun little uh, couple groups to see them roll through there. So I'll say that was my favorite moment, seeing Hadron Eagle the ninth with me and my parents. It was really, really fun. That's that's awesome, and I'm really happy Had's got to have that moment because, I don't know, maybe it's the Ontario thing for us, but it, it does kind of feel like he's fallen out of out of the radar a, a little bit. You know, he's had, he, his, his play did that for him, quite frankly, but he's, he's managed to get it back on the rails a little bit. But, yeah, it just felt like as Connors has kind of ascended, Hadwin's kind of gone a little bit the other way. So mm-hmm. really nice to see him have that moment at home, and, and nice to see him having uh, some, some better finishes here. I mentioned this on the golf show as well, but seeing Weir uh, walk in, uh, walking up 18, he finishes with a birdie not enough to make it to the weekend but that guy is still so beloved you know I was there I'm standing on the tee box at one right next to the the CEO of Golf Canada as that threesome went off uh, on Friday and look you know Mac Hughes is from right down the road Adam Hadwin really popular guy as well but nobody nobody gets the pop from from those guys like Mike Weir does because look man he did it well we will always 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 have uh, 0-3 so I was really happy to see him get his due and it feels like uh, as long as the show Mike Weir 
Yeah, that's right. Hey, that's right. A uh, friend of the show. We we do have to get our hands on uh, some weird beer as the guys who uh, have been known to have a taste from mm. from, from time to time. Uh, was there was there a hole that stood out to you? You kind of mentioned nine there. I, I don't know if it's that for, for you. I, I think the hole that was really cool that I really didn't see much of uh, until the back was 14. It's the one with the crick dividing it uh, between kind of where the green is and, and where the fairway just incredibly tough, tough hole. I don't know that it's the best to kind of just set up shop at and watch, but in terms of watching the guys take it on, they got to negotiate with the layup area if that's what they want to do or if they, they end themselves in trouble. So uh, I'll highlight that one. I mean, I could highlight every hole. It was yeah. an amazing course, an amazing property, yeah. but I, I don't know which one stood out to you. Nine would be my favorite. Nine would be my favorite hole of the weekend, but I will say, I'll give a couple honorable mentions if you'll let me. Yeah, I please. loved three and four. I yeah. absolutely love three and four. Three is such a spectacular golf hole, an incredible hole for watching. For, well, for, and for viewing like from the top and around the amphitheater area, it's a great spot to watch. And then four, playing as a par five is just so unfair. Playing as a par four is so unfair because it's a five for the members. Yeah. And it's such a hard hole as a four. And Rory just made a stupid birdie there on, on uh, yesterday. That really was kind of a, a turning point. And he said it was the best shot he hit all day was because he hit a three wood off the tee and then yep. made a made an unbelievable shot to birdie it. So anyways, it was a really, really uh, great hole. So I love three and four, but nine was my favorite. We're, we're walking together and you go, well, three wood on this hole. What is he doing? And then he sticks it like he, like was he it does. Was three makes- feet? Yeah, it makes it makes the putt, and that's uh, that's why I did it. And quickly on the long par three that you mentioned there, three, that is a great hole for those guys because it's really long. But the thing that I highly doubt got any play on on TV this week is it is a great hole for the members too because if you land it like fifty feet short, there is a huge hill that just funnels everything down towards the front of the green. So it is a rare golf hole that is awesome and challenging for PGA Tour players. But I can easily see how the members, and the reason I can easily see it is because we played it ourselves mm. and you can land it short and uh, kind of run it up there so yeah I'm uh, I'm happy you gave that one some love because uh, I loved it and then again uh, I'll, I'll finish off the, this part of it by saying shout out to Stanley Thompson the man loves a hill to walk up 18 <laughs> and guess what it creates a great finishing hole uh, on your golf courses I, I you know we've talked about par being a great Stan- score <laughs> Stanley Thompson would have been rolling over in his grave watching those yahoos trample through, oh, his, through his, through his he'd be, let me tell you what he'd be doing he'd be putting them in their grades is what he'd be doing if, if he saw those yahoos traipsing through his bunkers like that uh an awesome amphitheater it's it's you know it's not quite as severe as the one in hamilton but i do think the backdrop looks a little better just because the clubhouse is right there it's really cool that you have the major road islington buzzing right behind it uh so i'll, I'll give a final shout out to 18 just on because i do love uh, a stanley thompson uh, finishing hole and uh, hey we've been lucky enough to play about a billion of them yeah. in this country because uh, he's designed all the courses he's a busy uh, guy much. He's a busy, busy guy. I, uh, I hope his family uh, didn't didn't love him too much back then. <laughs> something tells me he, he was busy. He was working, shaping, shaping ground. Uh, anything else? I'm just uh, wanted to touch on here. A uh, couple great moments for for Canadians here. Uh, Corey Connors didn't get to see much of it. He goes lights out to finish his low Canadian. He finishes eight under yesterday. That's uh, a good moment for him. I mean, he is the best hope right now for for men's Canadian golf. We're gonna get to women's Canadian golf in in just a second. But to see him have that moment, it was. It's funny. I said to you, oh, he's out here on 18 green to congratulate Rory. I mean, maybe, but he was out there to get his own, uh, his, his own trophy as well. Uh, happy to see Connors have that day. And look, I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting him to win the U.S. Open, but nice to have a, a, a week, a weekender like that heading into a major. 
100%. And, uh, yeah, I just I didn't see one golf shot of Corey Connors this weekend, which is bad Canadian. So there you go. There you go. I, I did follow him a lot first two days, but, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a lie. The, uh, that's a lie. I did see him roll through a nine. That's that's the only shot I saw. And he birdied. There you go. Uh, and before we finish up, um, I don't know. Look, there's no such thing as bad timing to to uh, win a golf tournament, but I feel genuinely awful for my girl Brooke Henderson. Oh, I know. You know, you know me, McKee. I am maybe the the foremost backer of Brooke Henderson in this country. I love her. Well, okay? I don't know. Stanley's ears just okay. Up well, they, look, look. Okay, we can always like Adam Stanley is like the lightning. It's like we just take them a, out. Everybody else, <laughs> he's is a like constant. Her. Yeah, but. You know, we walk. I walk into the media center, and I completely forgot that the tea times had got bumped up for the women's event. And there's just a buzz. People are moving around, figuring out what's going on. And I asked Stanley, "What's going on?" And it's funny. He's the guy who told me Brooke Brooke's going to win, and it's everyone's happy. But the entire media apparatus for golf in this country is covering the Canadian Open. It was just a really cool moment to see everybody kind of spring into action. Uh, I did not get to see it. Uh, as I mentioned, we were uh, we were a little busy uh, mm-hmm. fall, following around the leaders there. She wins with an eagle on a playoff hole. Henderson is nails. That's her 11th career title. Most adding to her own record is the most uh, on a top tour by any Canadian there. Uh, look, uh, Henderson doesn't get her due. She wouldn't get it anyways, even if this happened any other week. But I feel like it's going to fly a little under the radar. So on the golf show of all places, I have to give my girl Brooke some love. Good job. ShopRite LPGA Classic winner, 11th career title. Way to go, Brooke. Go, Brooke, go. And while we're giving love, I just want to finish up. And I know you'll jump on on by saying this, but just thanks to everybody at Golf Canada, Dan Pino, everybody involved, did an unbelievable job, and you really made, I mean, like, listen, I'm a rookie, I'd never covered a golf tournament, I've never even been to one as media, like, it's, it was a very new feeling for me, and I could not have felt more welcomed, we were front row, Sports Five 590 we fan for the media center, got to see Rory in his post-round um, address, it was just a really, really great job by Golf Canada and everybody involved, and I just really can't thank them enough. I had an unbelievable week, and I'm really, really appreciative. You were uh, you were front row at the Church of Rory. You were I doing was. a little testifying <laughs> yourself. Look at you. Oh, uh, testify, Rory! Yeah, I, I echo all that. Uh, the folks at Golf Canada, they always do a tremendous job putting on this championship. But when something goes away for a couple of years like it did here, there there were bound to be hiccups. And guess what? There just weren't any. Nope. It was a flawless, flawless event. It really helped out that, uh, that you got the final group you did and that it's they played no the doubt. way they did. That definitely helps. But kudos to everybody there. Obviously, all the partners. Look, man, RBC. The the field does not look this way without them. So we love you, RBC. Massive, massive shout out to to RBC there. And then and and lastly, you mentioned it there. Uh, the folks at St. George's they put on an amazing amazing tournament. There's a reason it's one of the top rated courses in this country all the time. I know the folks at Oakdale are going to put on a, a a great tournament next year. But man, they have some big shoes to step into because it was a tremendous tremendous week. Uh, and again, kudos to everybody there who uh, who helped us uh, not not play a part in it, but get to watch many many. Parts parts of it uh golf guys here break cutting at sam mckee we'll be back regular scheduled programming on saturday oh yeah we got a major to discuss uh i didn't do any prep work so you're not getting any major picks from me here we'll uh, be breaking it down for Justin you on Thomas. saturday morning there you go okay good a guy as any not rory you don't think he goes back to back he was the last guy to win and then win a major no all the way back in 2013 justin yeah, thomas pissed ago. off after losing that round gonna go out like a man on fire similar golf course apparently that's what they've been talking about so there you go 
How about Tony Finau? There we go. I'll take the other guy uh, in the group that didn't win there. Uh, come back to see how wrong we were on Saturday morning <laughs> where we're talking about the U.S. Open. Brent Gutting and Sam McKee, thanks so much for listening. To the golf show.